Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hello and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influence marketing. And we're going to cover it all in just around 15 minutes. So I am Holly Morin. And I am Frida Ekholm. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss peer-to-peer marketing versus brand-to-peer marketing. Why are consumers favoring peer-to-peer communications? What benefits are there and how can brands utilize this marketing tactic? Holly, let's start from the beginning. Can you explain to us what's the difference between peer-to-peer marketing and brand-to-peer marketing? Yes, I can. So, <laughs> uh, brand to peer. Brand to peer is, in its most simple form, effectively another way of saying business to consumer. It is marketing materials and messages that are constructed in house or by an agency on behalf of a brand with the intention of communicating a service or a product's benefits to their target audience. Now, I think this is what we tend to think of as the more traditional form of marketing. But I would say it's actually worth reframing how we think of peer-to-peer instead. Because peer-to-peer is arguably the original marketing method. It's existed for as long as humans have existed. It's a neighbor or a family member making a recommendation to another person. It's a sibling going to their big brother or their older sister and looking for suggestions on where to spend their money. Yeah, Holly, that's a really good description. And what's the main difference between them? Just so we make that clear. Hmm. So obviously, there's the fundamental difference in origins. One comes from a brand and the other comes from the consumer. 
But I think more important is the effect and the reception of each tactic. Modern consumers, and I include myself in this, we are a cynical bunch and scepticism significantly compromises the efficacy of brand-to-peer communication nowadays. Whereas, by contrast, people obviously trust their friends and they trust their family and people who they feel reflect and understand their own lives. And this trust is the most important thing to bear in mind when you're deciding which approach suits your brand. And actually, there's some surprising statistics on this brand-to-peer and peer-to-peer communication area. (laughs) As 55% of consumers trust user-generated content peer-to-peer communication, uh, over other forms of marketing, while only 15% of consumers trust content created by companies. It's like me talking good about myself or you talking good about Mm. me to a friend. (laughs) Uh, You might not trust me as much. But many brands prioritize their budgets and resources the other way around than what these numbers show, meaning they put less budget into uh, peer-to-peer marketing and user-generated content, etc., and more on brand-produced content. Oh dear, that's not ideal. No, that's not <laughs> ideal. But why do peer-to-peer work so well? So, as you explained, Holly, the difference really says a lot about why peer-to-peer communication is more successful often than brand-to-peer, and it's because it's the most important form of influence because. Studies today show that 80% of all purchases we do are influenced by friends, family members and other people around us, often on an unconscious level. And while we're talking about friends and family members, these studies also show that consumers trust influencers more than brands. So basically we trust people more than we trust companies Mm. and we see influencers as our friends. So it's all about trust and As the average consumer in the Western world is exposed to around 3,000 commercial messages every day, many of the small factors that affects us and influences us are on an unconscious level, as I mentioned. And as a brand, the challenge here is how to stand out from this advertising clutter to make an impact on your target audience and to be remembered. And I think that's um, worth repeating because it's why we're here talking about it today because you might be thinking oh well how does influence marketing fit into peer-to-peer they're not my peers but as you say in most cases we trust influencers as if they were our peers as if they were our friends and it's something that you need to be so careful of when you're working with influence marketing to respect that relationship between influencers and their followers respect the trust that influencers have taken time to build because Otherwise, influencers won't be trusted, obviously, and consumers won't trust their recommendations. And you close that gateway between you and your target audience. Unlike commercial messages from brands in that brand to peer uh, approach that we've talked about, influencers communicate on platforms where consumers have chosen actively to spend their time. And they have selected these people that they want to follow to, to have them in their downtime in their social feeds because they want to hear what they have to say. Yeah, and a common question that we get is that, as you said, Holly, we trust influencers as they were our friends. And the question then that comes then is that, okay, but it's a paid collaboration. Is this really a trustworthy recommendation? And the fact is that it 
is consumers that follow influencers assume that the recommendations that these influencers put out there as we've chosen to follow them are really here to help me. And therefore we are uh, very prone to act on these recommendations as well. And that's why it's working. And I would want to recommend our episode 16 with Jonas Koliander, uh, who's talking more about why it's working, even though it's a paid collaboration. So influencer marketing is peer-to-peer at scale, I would say. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it, actually. So we all know that peer-to-peer marketing works. This is not a secret. This is not the point of the podcast to convince you that. It's working really well. But there's also so many benefits of using peer-to-peer content and that user-influencer-generated content compared to -to brand-to-peer that I don't think everyone necessarily thinks of straight away. So first, if you're doing influence marketing at scale, you will get a lot of good content out of it. Why would you let your influence marketing end there? So the benefit here is that you can use your influencer marketing as a foundation to later on utilize the influencer content in other channels. So avoid the stiff and filtered brand produced content and use influencer content in more ways and channels than only through influencers on their organic feed posts. For example, in paid ads on your website, but also in channels without peer-to-peer possibilities like TV commercials, uh, which I see many brands do. Most often this is like a celebrity influencer, but Mm -hmm. still. It's both time and cost efficient for you and your brand as you've already invested money into the channel and you already have great peer-to-peer content, then use it. I personally think it's very helpful on, for example, a website. Yeah, 100%. And inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yes. And particularly when we look at millennials and Gen Z, you know, these new generations of digital native shoppers, user-generated content is so much closer to what they want to see from brands marketing. And this credibility is something that you can amplify even further by incorporating smaller accounts, i.e. micro-influencers, whose lives so much more closely reflect their followers than the big celebrity names and the mega-influencers. And actually... To continue on that theme, something else to bear in mind, if you are constructing your strategy around micro-influencers, you're going to find it much easier to scale your influencer content. Having only three brand ambassadors won't be enough to achieve the kind of brand awareness you need in a marketplace that is this competitive. It is a step in the right direction, but your target audience is going to need much more of you in their content much more of you in their feeds if you're going to stay top of mind with them yeah really good point holly so to summarize what do brands need to have in mind when choosing between peer-to-peer content or communication uh, compared to brand to peer i think the first thing um, is probably to think about the kind of resources you have to hand and the kind of budgets you're working with because it's not even like you said, just about how effective peer-to-peer is as a standalone tactic. It's also about working out which approach is going to be more cost and more time efficient um, for your strategy. And with peer-to-peer, you can put the burden of content generation in other people's hands to free you up and your resources up to do other exciting stuff. Yeah, and... Also, as you mentioned, Holly, trust and authenticity, uh, which will be key in 2022. Mm. And peer-to-peer communication is increasingly more trustworthy and authentic than 
a brand to peer content like a studio photography where you have clips in the back of the blouse. <laughs> um, so really embrace this trend and you will win your audience. You can mix, you can have brand produced content as well, but really have the peer to peer thing in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, we're not saying one or the other, stick to them. <laughs> you can have both, but do be especially conscious of who that audience is. Who are you targeting? If it is younger shoppers you're targeting and again, remember all shoppers will age into your consumer bracket eventually, uh, then peer-to-peer could well be a non-negotiable for your brand. This was all for today. But the fun thing is that the content doesn't end here. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influencer marketing, Make sure you follow us across our social platforms, which you'll find at Cure Media. And also, I would like to recommend you to subscribe to our newsletter. 